Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft, and welcome to our podcast series where we're interviewing business leaders who are growing their own food. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you, you'd be astonished at some of the executives with managing thousands of people or, or, or entrepreneurs that have built up these amazing biotech companies and all, all these amazing, uh, industrious, unbelievably driven and intelligent, uh, smart men and women who you would never suspect. I mean, you, you meet them or you're in a business meeting and you'd never suspect that you, <laughs> they, they actually just brought a whole bunch of cartons of of, of their backyard eggs and gave it out to friends. So uh, I want to introduce you today to another one. Uh, his name is uh, Jonathan Facone, Italian, right? I was like, Facone. <laughs> Jonathan, welcome to the call. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. You're you're another one of us in this secret underground organization of people you would never suspect who are growing food, right? <laughs> I'm privileged to be there too. It sounds like a pretty cool organization to be a part of. So I'm happy to to be a part of that. It's so secret we don't even know we're a part of it. Uh, No, we Um, don't even know about it. (laughs) I'm 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 bringing that out with this podcast. But Jonathan, why don't you tell folks you know your name and your position, what your company, how long you've been doing it, and, and roughly how many people you have working for you? Sure. Yeah, my name is Jonathan Facone. I'm in the real estate investment and development space. So in other words, uh, I flip houses for a living. So just like what people would imagine on HGTV, that's kind of my life. So that's what I've been doing. We are in the business of helping homeowners that want to sell their houses fast. So we're giving them a different way of selling their home as opposed to going through the, you know, the rigmarole, maybe the traditional way. So I've been doing that for the last, I would say, almost 10 years, since 2011. Um, We have... You know, we've, we've kept a pretty tight ship, to be honest with you. We don't have a lot of employees on the books. We have a few administrative support people, you know, that do a lot of our back end and data stuff, the important stuff in the background. Uh, but we also, we're actually divided um, into different territorial, different territorial acquisition managers. So, in other words, what that means is we actually partner with trusted individuals that we can count on with providing great customer service to homeowners. Um, and that's kind of how we've developed the model, which has worked great because we don't have to, you know, have so much, um, so much the overhead, so much of the, you know, pro, you know, and back end processes, uh, to manage. Um, we're essentially just, um, partnering with other people in the business and growing the brand that way. You know, that's a, that's a model that we've been finding a lot as we do. And that's actually the way the Grow Network is, is we have a core team, core staff that's pretty lean, about 10 of us, and then dozens and dozens of contractors and, and trusted relationships. And that, you know, that's the, uh, that's the new, the new model. Let, let's switch away from business for a minute and just talk about how long you've been growing your own food. Absolutely. The fun stuff. Um, so, so I, <laughs> so we've been growing our own food. Actually, you know, I started because my wife's been really into gardening and and planting since she was little. Her father started, you know, with her by the time she was, you know, almost out of the womb. It, you know, it was it's in their family, it's in their blood. So I got hooked on it uh, myself just because I understand the importance of you know organic of 
local, locally produced food, making sure that all the nutrients are there intact, just healthier for you. Um, so I would say we've been a little bit more hardcore about it within the last four years. Um, you know, we we have beds out back, so we, we like to attend to that. And, you know, that's sort of the, the background story. Well, well, that's that's super cool and, and leads into my next question. How how long have you been doing this approximately? Is this like uh, So me yes, yeah. so me personally yeah. about 4 years with my wife, but I would say that my wife has been doing it a lot longer than me. So together as a married couple, it's been about 4 years of being consistent with it. Good, good. And what what um what systems uh, do you use to what are you you know, in-ground gardens, raised beds, chickens, rabbits, goats. I was just talking to a – we were just doing another interview, and the guy goes, worms. I'm like, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're important. Yeah. So I would say – I mean, I don't have any fancy, crazy systems, but what I can do, what I can say is, um, you know, we have raised beds in the back, so that's the way we've, been, we've done it. Um, we also had to build – I guess a cool system that we put in play was fencing. Was it, it was just so difficult to keep battling those groundhogs and squirrels. It was almost becoming like we're going to hang up the, the cleats, you know, eventually just because we weren't the ones eating you know, what we were growing. Everybody else was. Um, so we ended up putting a, a cool removable fencing system in play. So it was divided into six individual fences that were about four feet high, that each one of those fences were able to be removed. So if you needed to get into certain areas, you can do that. And then we put some chicken wire at the top of it, which prevented animals from climbing up over the fence. And we've had such great success with that particular system. I think it was like 125 bucks worth of material at Home Depot and a good day's labor, and it really solved all of our animal problems. So that was kind of a cool thing. But in terms of anything else, um, just a, I guess a, a quick, you know, tip that, you know, my, my wife's family brought to the table was they actually would use, like, strips of pantyhose to tie stems to the cages instead of using anything more abrasive or, or harder. And apparently what that would do with it, you know, specifically for tomatoes or, you know, things that are, you know, pretty growing pretty rapidly is it would stretch and and it would be more delicate on the stems. So we've been using pantyhoses, believe it or not, to wrap the stems to the cages for anything that is growing. You know, the growing that needs some sort of support. So well, that's a, you know, that's, that's a, a cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool tip. And um, not doing corporate America anymore. I I don't really go through pantyhose, but it's a great material. <laughs> So hard to find now, but, you know, they work if you can find them. All right, so this next question, with an Italian descent, I can almost kind of guess what the answer is going to be. But what's your uh, favorite thing to produce or the thing that you're most proud of? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. So the, the my personal favorite that I like to produce is actually twofold. So the first is Russian kale. And the reason why I like it is because it is such a, it seems like a sturdy crop. Like it sometimes it'll last all the way into January, which is weird, but it's it holds its own in some of the 
you know, crazy winter months that we've been having. Last year was, you know, pretty, had some bad days in the winter, some bad, you know, bad winter uh, storms. And it's still, I was like harvesting even during that time, which was amazing. So, and I usually use kale for smoothies and Russian kale just fits the bill for that. Um, so I like it from that perspective. That's been our favorite because I think it's been the most successful that we've grown. But in terms of like, taste and just sheer enjoyment you know i would say our peppers we grow i, I love hot peppers so habaneros jalapenos um, we have green bell peppers and all different sorts of hot peppers um, that's my favorite because i just use peppers all the time in our breakfast in, in my breakfast omelet so it's nice to have like freshly picked peppers you know at your disposal Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I love that. I, I was so surprised. I was thinking you were going to say tomatoes and tomato sauce, you know, but I get it. Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, you know what? I, it would be my favorite, but I don't get it. We don't get enough sun in our backyard for them to be successful. Uh, so I can't put that on the list. They do. They do need. Yeah, they do need more sun. Hey, Jonathan, how much time do you spend a day doing this? I mean, I know you're running a company, you're a super busy guy, but, you know, just approximately. I would say, you know, it's generally heavier, you know, when the weeds start popping up. So I'd like to spend about 15 to 20 minutes in the mornings if I can with just general maintenance. So picking weeds and, you know, when it's time to harvest, that may take a little bit more time, of course. But um, I would say it's nice to, if I can get out 15, 20 minutes just to be out in the garden and get some fresh air to start the day. Yeah, that you know, that's amazing how even just that little amount of time really can can um can shift your perspective and actually produce a lot. People don't realize how little it takes to to actually do it. But let me ask you something this other than you know, the peppers and the kale. I'm a huge kale fanatic by the way. <laughs> what what would you say is the other what other benefits do you get out of the garden other than the, you know, the production of of the food? Yeah, so um in terms of other benefits, I would say, you know, just getting getting the day started in the right way. It's nice to, to be in the sunshine and, you know, just have it be at the forefront and just getting that breath of fresh air. I think it's just so relaxing and it's almost um, meditative in a way. So it puts you in a really nice relaxing state before a crazy work day. And some of them can be absolutely just insane. So that's one thing. But also, too, it's like for me, you know, when I'm out, in nature, you know, I'm, I'm in God's creation. So it really just teaches me just even being outside and attending to a garden, just the value of, you know, teaches me gratefulness. It also teaches me about God's providence, you know, because it's really all about your success with harvesting isn't all dependent on your gardening efforts. It has to do with weather. It has to do with other outside control elements. And it really just makes me appreciate all of what I have. Uh, because of God and how he provides. So, Wow, that is so beautifully said. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, you're really in a, in a co-creative position, and, and um, it, it, it's humbling and beautiful. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, why should other companies encourage more backyard food production by their leaders and their staff? Well, I think, um, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but I think the, in terms of encouraging backyard food production, it's twofold. I think, you know, 
if you can do it as a team, you know, it's a great team building activity. It teaches you a lot. It actually teaches you a lot about business and the sales process, you know, like things like farming and watering and maintaining, um, you know, the garden are all words that we use to identify our, the sales process with, you know, farming for leads and watering, following up. And so it's really interesting how you, you can identify um, what you need to do with creating a successful harvest with how it relates to business. Um, so I thought that that was that's an interesting element that you can bring into the mix uh, with your employees. But um, also just really the importance of, you know, eating organically, um, pestif- you know, growing pesticide-free stuff. Um, you know, the, cor- the corporate, the commercialized world in food has just become, you know, to a point where you just don't even know what you're eating anymore. So it's nice to be able to produce your own locally grown, locally, like in your backyard, locally grown um, food. And you know what you're getting. And you know the freshness and you know you're getting that nutrient density that a lot of us are missing with regular, you know, commercial produce in the grocery stores. So I think it's just important for the environment as well. It's huge. Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's a whole thing that people really just don't know how impoverished, the, even the organic stuff just doesn't have the nutrient density that you can produce in your backyard. It's a huge thing in the, the health benefits. So thank you so Absolutely. much, Jonathan, for being on the call for us. And, and um, where, how could, if somebody's up, I guess, New Jersey and, and they want to sell a house fast, how can they reach you? Yeah, sure. So you could uh, go to my website at www.halohomebuyers.com. Um, you know, you could find our email information and our phone number. So, you know, feel free to call us if you need help with knowing what your options are and you know, hopefully we can be your service provider if it's a pretty option for you. For you. <laughs> nice. And then, and then you know, they can also get gardening tips too. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, call me for gardening tips too. I'd probably rather talk about that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually, yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the call today. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. The Grow Network is a movement of people who are stopping the destruction of the earth via homegrown food. 